This week on Beyond Stillness, Stories After Stroke, we spotlight Drew Schmeckel, athlete, runner, father, and husband who suffered a stroke in 2016 and lost his speech along with many abilities that employ the right side. One of his recent goals is not only to speak, but to speak publicly. His story is entitled, I Can, Just Not Yet. Thank you for joining us for part one, Drew Schmeckel's story. Hello and welcome to Beyond Stillness. Stroke offers a powerful, life-changing shift in perspective. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. This radio show, Beyond Stillness, offers an hour of pause for storytelling and reflection. Ultimately, Beyond Stillness is a welcoming environment that reveres the moment beyond strokes paralysis. Still moments unite humanity and divinity. I'm your host, Molly Bucola. Today we welcome guest Drew Smeckel, an athlete, runner, father, and husband who suffered a stroke in 2016 and lost his speech along with many other abilities that employ his right side. One of his recent goals is not only speaking, but speaking publicly. His story is entitled, I Can, Just Not Yet. Before we begin, we take a moment to pause. Let's call to mind the times in our lives that we may have been afraid or full of doubt. We offer love and forgiveness to those parts of ourselves. We ask for hope and courage moving forward in our recovery process knowing that our strength comes from within and is supported throughout. And we also call to mind how far we have come in our own recoveries. We give thanks. Right before my stroke, the day before was just a typical day. I actually went out and did a five-mile run woke up and um, did my normal things and went to bed feeling just fine. But sometime during the day, I had a major stroke and didn't realize it until I woke up the next morning. Um, I couldn't walk. Um, you can see my face. I have the the, the gripping side of my face. Um, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. Um, I later found out I couldn't, uh, I had trouble swallowing and um, a few other things as well. Um, but luckily, uh, my wife knew immediately once she woke what was going on. She called the doctor and we got to the emergency room as soon as possible. Um, at that time, the, they did not have the capabilities of going in and blocking since they didn't know exactly when I had my stroke. So um, I had to wait and 
and see what was going to happen um, in the long run. Um, I found out later that I had a, a very uh, intense stroke. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And we're going to go along my journey for a day. I haven't been consistent at it, but I find out that I do my best when I share, when I set goals for myself. And since I had my stroke, I found them very helpful. And what I do is I make small goals and a couple of big goals. Um, because if you just make big goals, um, you'll get a little disappointed. So make some that you know you can make with some effort. And share them with other people, because if you don't share them with any people, you don't have anyone that you're going to be accountable to. So I always want to tell at least a few people what my goals are so that um, when I see them, they can ask about them and I can tell them how I'm doing. Um, right now, my my goals are more towards getting better at walking getting better at talking. And my ultimate goal, before I had my stroke, I ran a half marathon. And my goal is to run that other half marathon. Um, it's a long way out, and I don't know if I'll ever make that, but I put it out there so that I'll have something to shoot at, and I'll always have something on the horizon for me. My group um, at the hospital of stroke survivors is like that. They started up about the time I had my stroke. I didn't make it to the first couple because they couldn't, but my wife went, and they just really made her feel comfortable. So as soon as I could, I've gone. And um, uh, over the years, I've probably missed a handful of meetings. I just do we once a month, and so I do whatever I can to make sure I can get to one because – um, we've all set goals, and we all keep each other apprised on how we're doing it at those. Um, lately, I made one of my goals, which was to get around my block. And when I told the group I did that, they they all gave me a good round of applause. And so it's nice to be rewarded for your efforts. And the nice thing about that group and our small group also is you don't have to explain yourself. They're they're all have certain handicaps, and so no one's judged by their handicaps. And so it's a real good group as far as being open for that. There's still a lot to go, but you know it's important to look not just forward but backwards as well, um, because sometimes you get bogged down in what's next, but you you forgot where you've been. And, you know, I look back at where I was last year compared to here, and if I break it down, I can see that I am still making improvements. And so it's important to look um, both ways, both backwards and forwards. Any opportunity you have with someone else, there's two sides of the story, yours and the other person's. And a lot of time we don't realize that we until after the moment's already gone by. Um, but, um, I'll take, for example, um, yeah, it was, uh, about, or about two months or so ago, um, at one of our meetings, um, he said, you know, I know you want to work on your walking, 
um, why don't I come over once a week and I'll go walking with you? And, you know, I hadn't asked him to do anything else, but I said, yeah, that would be fun. And so she comes over once a week and we walk around her block. He was actually with me the first time I got all the way around the block. Yeah. And so um, he, he does push me and um, being that he's a stroke, uh, he knows my limits also. And so I find it really ensuring it. And, but he says he gets just as much out of it as I do because um, he likes the interaction because he's not married, but he lives alone. And so, you know, him getting over to see me helps him out that way. And so, again, that's part of the two-way street is we both seem to be getting out. And, and we've had arguments on who's getting the most out of it. But um, <laughs> that's that, that's a nice to have when you're fighting in a positive way like that. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's nice to be able to, to walk with someone who, who knows your abilities. Um, I've been working on campus um, here at University of Oregon on my speech through an on-course class that they have there where I'm dealing with people that want to do this um, for a living, helping other people with strokes and, and, and their speech. And I went there for a little over two years um, dealing with students. Uh, the, the good part about it is that these are, they wanted to do this for a living, and so they took an ask to bowl in it. And the, the bad part was um, I had a new one every, every term um, because that was just part of their curriculum. But um, I worked a lot at that, and in the end, they asked me to speak at their commencement. Now, this was during um, the COVID, so it was online. But I got a chance to speak to not only them, but their parents and whoever else was there about their kids. And, you know, the two-way street in that was they got to learn how to work with actual persons and uh, with them. And I got to help them in their education. So it was really good at everything to go both ways on that. Well, I already told you about my speaking um, at graduation, but I also, um, a couple of people in our small group um, helped the fire, fire in the area make a goal or a, a goal of helping them find out what it is about strokes. And so we did a live demonstration on what one looks like and what signs to look at when they go out on a call it's, it's, and um, what they can do to, to help them along because your speech sometimes isn't the greatest. And so um, we went through a live interview with them as far as um, – what to look for and they share that with the other groups around the area and so it was great to be able to do that um and then just recently um i've been i was asked hospital is getting recertified as a one that works with strokes and so they have to go through a a set of tasks to get that and at the end of the 
um, they had a meeting of all sub of all areas involved in strokes, and they asked me to speak as as an actual one that had a stroke, and so I was able to speak um, to a, a bunch of people um, that were involved from um, from all over the hospital and tell them a little bit about my story uh, and how the hospital has really helped me along the way. And um, I just did that just a couple days ago. And then this one that I'm doing right now, um, our, yeah, our ghost um, came and spoke to our small group and um, we hit it off because there are some similarities in our story. And um, when she found out about my story, um, she asked me to share it with you folks. And so we've been working for about three weeks um, on our stroke story. And um, this is the culmination of that. And it's going to be on the website, um, hopefully in a couple of weeks. When I'm done, there's another part that we're going to do next week. And so um, that's... Probably, to me, the most area of improvement I've seen in myself because um, it's something that we take for granted that we can talk. And, you know, I have a hard time with words and stuff, but um, I've worked at, if I get stuck on a word, I'm trying to find another word close to it. And and at our church, we're going through um, a series of articles, and the one that we were just going through was about, yeah, Moses. And um, he was a real—he didn't talk too well, imagine that. Um, And he was in charge of leading the people to the promised land. But the story goes that um, because of their faith, they roamed around for almost 40 years in the desert before they had a chance to go into the promised land. And, you know, that's a lot like a stroke is nothing happens fast. Uh, You're you're going along at one speed and then you have the stroke. And um, it's taught me a lot about myself. Um, It's taught me a lot of things about my wife and our kids. And I hope that... Them, they can look at me and my wife when they're old and on their own. That it's not going to be easy out there in the real world, but you can adapt. And if you keep trying, you'll keep getting better. Um, they used to say that I've heard, I even heard recently by another broker that after a year, you don't get that too much anymore. Well, I had mine seven years ago, and I'm still improving so as long as you keep trying you can keep succeeding that's why i wanted to do this because you know you you know god always knows what you what you can do better than you do and you know i just leaned into him and said you know what can i do in my and mission and he said talk to others about your condition and how i've helped you get along and so here i am Thank you for letting me. Wow. Thank you, Drew. We take a moment to offer thanks to Drew for reflecting on his journey through recovery. We're thankful for our own recovery process, too. 
let us take a moment looking back to see how far we've come. It's also a time to ask ourselves what passions, gifts, talents, experiences we may be able to offer to share with others. How can we offer our own lives? How can we initiate our own two-way streets? Today, we give thanks for that which we have relearned and the revelations that have emerged in recent years. Thank you for devoting time and space to listen to Part 1, Drew Schmeckel's Story. Stick with us for Part 2, Drew Schmeckel's Interview. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings, a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. In this episode of Beyond Stillness, guest Drew Schmeckel offered his story entitled I can, just not yet. He shared about the importance of setting small and big goals, and the importance of understanding that relationships are rich when both parties benefit. Also, he talked about how each person has unique experiences, strengths, and talents they could use to serve others. If you've enjoyed this moment of pause for storytelling and reflection, Please like, share, or subscribe to the Beyond Stillness Stories After Stroke podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, as part of the stroke community, you are more than supportive. You are inspirational. If you are part of the stroke community and have a story you'd like to share on the show, please contact us, email m-o-l-l-y at beyondstillness.org.